You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we finally made it to episode 52 a whole year of podcasts for the listeners' enjoyment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like I say, I really credit Tyler to this one because, I mean, he was super, super, he's been super big on never missing a week. And I will say, <laughs> if it was, I would have missed a couple if he hadn't been, been there pushing me along. So, actually, I did miss one. You did, because you did do a podcast by yourself at one point. Right, yeah, that one was tough going i do not know how people do solo podcasts i thought you i thought you did well but i can tell you i could i could tell it was rough i mean i can't only imagine doing a podcast by myself i think it'd be very tough but i mean finally made it to 52 so that's pretty big milestone so i guess you know yeah i mean we're still keeping along and like i say it's been a lot of fun i mean it's it's enjoy it's I find it enjoyable to go over, like, you know, the different places in Houston, the different places in, you know, just where we are, going over the sessions and all that. Uh, I would like to, at some point, maybe do some ones where we actually try. We, we referenced this a, uh, a little bit. I'd like to go to the Lodge and do another one over that one, go to Rounders, and do, maybe mix it up to go to some different places. But overall, I'm pretty happy with where where we've gone with it. Absolutely. And there's going to be another first on the podcast. You just don't know it yet or what it's going to be. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> but I'll get into the session for you. Oh, God. <laughs> so, um, so as you know, I'm in the middle of a move, right? Right. Um, so I went to go play a session, and during the move, it's been pretty tough to get much poker in. So I was looking on my phone, like, well, I really need to get a session and um, another session because just having one session for the podcast would be kind of boring. I really wanted to get two in at least. So where I'm moving, though, I'm looking on my phone and all the rooms are, I mean, it's really bad traffic time, like rush hour. Right, because you were looking at playing like around 4.30 or 5 or something like that, right? I was leaving at like 4.20, but I would have got there at like, a little bit after five, like five ten. Oh, yeah, that's that's a drive. <laughs> so, but then I was like, well, let me see what's near the new house. So, so I was uh, looking and I saw this place called Dog House, and you've been there one time, right? Yeah, I went there one time and played there. Uh, in all honesty, I didn't play there long enough. It's only it was only one time. It was a while back. I didn't really play long enough. I think it was only like a two hour session to really get a good feel of the room. Well, they had two tables going. Well, most other rooms had none. That's good to hear. I know when because I, I was keeping up with them when they first opened, and it did not seem like they were getting a ton of traffic. But it seems like it's starting to build up. If yeah, if they have two two tables going. At that time of day, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was. So I show up, I pay my, you know, membership fee and all that. Or I guess it would be the membership fee. Um, membership fee, I sign up, and I go sit down at a table. And you can definitely see that one table has gigantic stacks in it, and one does not. Oh, huh, okay. 
So I'm on the table that does not. They're both 1-3, though, right? 1-3 with one hand of PLO. Okay. And the thing with this room is um, every hour you get two free cocktails. I think that's super cool. I think that is a very cool thing because that kind of – like I like anything that brings like the Vegas feel of poker to like po- – and one is like, you know, like that's kind of thing in Vegas. You, you play, you get free drinks, and I can only imagine – it probably does good for the game, right? Oh, man, it made the game crazy. <laughs> I mean, I guess once I move tables, I'll get into that. But there's just a guy, I mean, there was a few guys who just wouldn't fold. Just didn't care. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know if he was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was just like, this dude just doesn't fold for anything. But so I go and sit down at the table. Um, I'm playing pretty tight at the beginning. Fold, 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 board. Uh, get pocket jacks. Flop comes queen high. Um, the guy just has a queen. I bet one time he calls. I bet like pot he calls. And then I just know he has a queen. I check it down. He has a queen. Yeah, um, I actually think. Because if I remember right, you bet the. I remember like I was saying I would have lost more money the way it was played. Because I think I you didn't bet the turn. It checked all the way to you on the button on the flop and turn, and you checked. And then you called the river bet, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking because I was like, ooh, once it checks to me on the turn, like on the flop, it's one thing because everybody's going to check to the preflop razor. But on the turn, I think I bet here, and I think I lose two streets of value. I actually thought you played that hand fairly well. That's good to hear. I mean, like... Yeah, I mean, multi-way, it was kind of, had to tread kind of light. But once it guy bets on the river and everyone folds, it's just me closing the action. I feel like that's the standard call. I mean, once it's checked all the way through the flop and turn, I mean, you, yeah, I think that's a very fine call. So basically, uh, I play some more hands. I keep losing. (laughs) I'm like, what is, what is going on? (laughs) That is not good. (laughs) Like... Um, I think I had, what was it? I had like queen 10 and the other person had, uh, ace queen and I flopped the 10, but then he spiked the ace on me. So I only had the three outs, right? Cause I just got lucky on him on the flop. Did you have queen? Did you flop a queen 10 or just the 10? Just the 10. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, oh, and then he spikes the, did you, was it top pair on the flop? Yeah. Did you bet it? Yes. And he just called with ace high. And... Not folding. Yeah. Yeah. No one's okay. folding. I mean, <laughs> great in the long run for poker, bad for the short run. Oh, I mean, he didn't hit it on the turn either. I bet the turn, too. Oh, God almighty. He rivered the ace and then bets like <laughs> pot. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but all right. So I'm playing. I'm, I'm man, I'm, I'm short stacked again. I'm just like, well, this is not going great. I have like a hundred and maybe 70 bucks in front of me now. How much did you originally buy in for? More than that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so we're we're gonna assume one eighty. <laughs> yeah, uh, or maybe I had like one ninety in front of me, something around there though. But I basically, I have, uh, was it? I had pocket jacks with a five and a nine. Okay, and, so we're now in PLO hand. Yes. Yeah, okay. or I'm horribly cheating. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the flop comes. I flop trip fives. 
and some guy bets and it goes like he bets like 50 and it goes like call 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 so i was like well what is what is the board besides the fives because that means a lot right here it's either a deuce or a four a deuce or a four and then like is there a flush draw uh yes i mean God, this is very scary to me. But, I mean, you're definitely calling. You're never raising here, and you're never folding. Oh, God, damn. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, I mean, I was like, well, this I guess I'm just going out like this. So I go all in. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I can actually kind of see it. Because with your stack size here, I mean, once you call, your pot stuck anyways. And this is strong enough to go ahead and raise here. I mean, like, I would never raise here if you had 600 or 700 in front of you. But this makes sense. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I only had 200 or 190 to start the hand. Um, had to call preflop. So I think I had, like, 170 when this happened. And there was already, he bets 50, call, call, call or something. So it's 200 bef to me, like, not counting the pot. So yeah. So I was like, well, I'm all in. I have a half-decent kicker with a jack. Um, so I had five. So it was five, nine, jack, jack. Um, I immediately get called. So I was like, well, that's not awesome. Um, fold, 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 everyone fold. So it's heads up. He has fives with an ace. Yeah, that's that's kind of the scary thing about a hand like this. But... I mean, with your stack size, though, I mean, you're kind of stuck. I mean, if you're never folding, then you might as well jam there, so. So, of course, I tell him I run it once. Uh, he turns a boat. I was like, oh, no. But it was a tiny one. And then I river a bigger boat. Oh. So, you have, wait, you have jack five nine, right? River the nine. He had oh, he had fives full of sixes. I had five fulls of nines. Oh, you lucky sob! <laughs> so lucky! You lucky sob! <laughs> yeah. So I was on the ropes. <laughs> uh, so I'm back. Um, so that was a pretty big hand for me. Um, Tyler's like, and now I love PLO. <laughs> I'm a now a PLO player. Uh, yeah. So that was interesting. Uh, there was another bomb pot, PLO bomb pot, where, I mean, I flopped the nuts. I had top set of kings on a king five deuce board with the other one being like a straight board. Oh, wow. So, I you, mean. I mean, the way your tone says you did not win this hand. Uh, Well, no, no, no. I uh, We ended up going, I mean, all in on the flop three ways. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hold on my board. Oh, you do? Okay. Like, the, your your tone sounded defeated when you were saying that, you know, I flopped the nuts or whatever. I was like, oh. oh no. I mean, <laughs> whenever everyone called, it might have been four ways all in, but they were all on the other board. Oh, that's really nice. Like, one guy had two pair on the other board. One guy had the top end of the straight. One guy had the bottom end of the straight. And I was just the only one on that other board. Yeah. Shit. Very, very, very nice on that one. I, I mean, I turned a boat, too, on it, so I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. But, uh, but, I mean, like, you know that moment when you go all in, and they're counting all the money, and I'm just like, oh, I have the nuts, but just please hold. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, it's a ton of money because I just won that other pot. got super lucky. Right. So, I mean, I was, 
yeah, so I won that one. Now I kind of have a half-decent-sized stack, right? I moved to the main game. Okay. <laughs> like, the first hand, I get ace-king. And, um, I mean, you want to talk about just... I mean, this is just a complete blunder, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I raise big pre-flop. I get called multi-way. The flop comes nine high. Uh, rainbow. I see bet. I get called. How how many people called your, your bet? I think two others. Oh, so it's only three to the flop? Yeah. Okay. I don't mind the C bet then. That's fine. I see bet. Um... One guy calls, and I was kind of worried. I was like, well, that's not great. Um, I brick the turn, um, and I thought I might be able to get him to fold. Okay. Uh, oh, no, I went check, check. That was it, check, check. Brick the river, but then the front door flush misses. And I was like, maybe he was on a flush draw or like a pair plus flush draw. Is what I was thinking, or may in like the top card changed. It was like a rivered queen. Okay. And I was like, maybe I can get him to fold. So I bet. I this is, I mean, like we talked about last week. Uh, lost track of pot size. He shipped it on me for like thirty bucks more. Oh God. <laughs> or like forty, and I told him I was like, <laughs> I told him I said, I mean, for sure you win. I call. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, you call you, you call a re-raise with ace high. <laughs> yeah, he had a five nine, it's flop two pair. Yeah, amazing. I even went check check. Uh, I was in position. Oh, uh, you were. So he's just checking to you and play. Yeah. I, uh, I don't love the river bet, and not because he has five nine, but because when the flush draw misses, I feel like you get all the pairs are gonna call. And you actually have showdown value against all the missed flush draws. Oh, no. I mean, like, I started with him, and it was a complete blunder. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, uh, well, we've all had blunders before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when it's... You're, you're probably going to hear about mine before the end of the episode. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, when you start with it's a blunder, trust me, I know there's some room for, uh, <laughs> there's some room to be improved on. <laughs> <laughs> So I okay. want I want to make sure that you do. <laughs> but okay, so then I add on. Okay. But I know you hate it when I do this, but I love doing it. I added on for a double bullet. <laughs> I mean, you were talking about someone who just braces the variance. <laughs> so, uh, so I load up for a double bullet. So if you don't know, that's you know one buy-in plus another one. <laughs> so. Um, and the buy-ins are usually not 300 <laughs> that you're talking about. So Yeah, not, a... not since like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so so we start playing, right? And I end up, um, I was doing okay. I took down a few like medium-sized pots. <sighs> then I end up in another PLO hand where I end up with aces full of deuces, which is still somewhat dicey um, because there was... A jack, or sorry, river was a jack, but there's like, it was like ace, ace, maybe ten deuce. Ace, ace, ten deuce. Okay. With a flush draw. Gotcha. 
So I bet, I mean, I didn't pot it or anything crazy, but I bet, you know, I'm relatively big on the turn. Um, when I turn the boat, River brings in the, brings in the flush and the straight with the jack of spades. And, um, the guy donks into me, not even pot. I mean, he had money behind. He didn't even pot it. He just bet like, I think it was like 75 maybe. And you have ace 10? Ace deuce in a PLO. So I had aces full of deuces. Okay. And the flush draw got there and the straight got there. So I was like, maybe he's, I just called. And, uh, (laughs) this was a first for me. He rivered a royal flush. Oh, God almighty. (laughs) That is ridiculous. He called with only the royal flush draw. (laughs) Like, I already boated, so I guess he had a straight and a flush draw, but... God almighty. But he was drawing to one out whenever it happened. Yeah, because you already had the boat. (laughs) It's like... Good God. That's... I don't know. Even for some of your bad beats, that's ridiculous. I mean, I'm talking to somebody who rivered a full house to a straight flush only like five episodes ago, and that was still a, sh- a crappy beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hadn't even seen a royal before, and then I'm like, "Well, there I go, great." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, that is God Almighty a royal flush against you. I mean, I will say, way to not re-race. I mean, I don't think you should ever re-raise here. Not because you're scared of a royal flush, obviously. But because, I mean, there's bigger boats out there. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're not... PLO is not usually your main game. And coming from a Hold'em background where, you know, Aces Full is usually pretty good. I mean, good. I, th- I thought you played it pretty well. I mean, I definitely was hesitant to call. I mean, again, not because I thought he had a royal. Because I thought maybe he had better Aces Full. Yeah, you can have, like, ace-jack. I mean, you're scared of, like, ace-jack or something like that. Or ace-ten. Yeah, so, lost that one. I was like, well, this is tough. Um, and then I lost another one where, oh, God, this is the one I lost. Um, spoilers, I guess. Um, I, <laughs> I get dealt aces, and we're super deep-stacked. Oh, okay. Um... And I raised gigantic, like 30 pre-flop. Okay. Of course, like, literally everyone calls. <laughs> this seems like a game that's playing way bigger than the average 1-3. Wait, well, it's basically 1-3-6. Uh, okay. Almost every hand. So, um, I make it 30. Almost everyone calls. I was like, well, this is not awesome. I see a 10-high flop, right? And it was basically rainbow. Not basically. It was rainbow. It was rainbow? Like, how, uh, you said 10 high? Yeah, it was like 10, 5, 3 or something. I mean, this sounds like the best flop for aces ever. Yeah. I mean, without hitting a set of aces. So, um, I mean, I bet like 150, I think. So I, I had like, probably had to be a pot-sized bet, right? Yeah, I had a ton of callers. Someone said, well, you got a bunch of folds with that, like the sarcastic. I think I got like uh, like maybe five or six callers. Okay, yeah. This is, I like, yeah, I like this bet size. I get two callers. Um, 
So then when he goes to do the turn, the dealer flashes a 10. He's like, oh, that's the burn. That's the burn. And then he turns another 10. So 110 is face up going as our next burn card. But the board now is 10, 10, 5, deuce, rainbow. Oh, God. What a weird scenario here. Okay, so it's less likely somebody has a 10 because there's now trips up there and one was burned. Correct? Is that, Am I getting that right? You're getting that right. Okay. So, but that, I mean, here's the other side is like, man, on such a dry board, what did somebody call you with too? But I mean, you have like pocket eights, pocket nines, pocket jacks. I mean, so what do you do here? Checks to me, I bet like 300. Um, one dude calls, the other dude calls for less. Um, the river is a six. I bet like 500. Um, dude calls. Or, sorry, like 400 or around there. Guy calls. I show aces. I'm good with that. But the main pot was gigantic, right? Okay. The other dude had 10 six offsuit. 10 six. So he he flopped top pair, turned trips river to boat. Uh, what did, did what the guy with the side pot did he show? He, 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 he didn't show. I'm super super wondering what he had. I think he had queens. Cause I heard him under his breath like, well, if you have kings here, I guess you have kings. Oh okay. I would have just thought like three bet with queens would have been in order. Would have been nice. Uh oh yeah, cause you get that person off that ten. I mean, I don't know. This, I mean, you want to talk about, like, bad luck? I mean, this is super bad luck that, well, I don't know. I mean, it depends on how much you want on that side pot. Because here's the thing, is if they don't accidentally expose a 10, and then a 10 comes on the turn, you're not loving this card. 100%. So, but now that they've accidentally exposed a 10, I mean, it's way less likely. There's only one 10 in the deck now. But that being said, if you stop betting, you don't win that guy's side pot either. Correct. So, I don't know. Kind of. I definitely ended up, I'm pretty sure I'm getting the stacks. I was wrong. That guy who's in the main had a little bit more than I said. Because I remember I did not end up out ahead. Yeah. That side pot definitely helped, though. But I was not like, ooh, you know. I mean, that main pot was pretty gigantic. That's... It was big enough to where the guy who won just basically racked up and left. And one of those type of moves. Yeah. Oh God, man. That's talk about a. I mean, just talk about a bad run of like, of hitting one that turn exposing that ten and the other where it's less likely to have it, and then just having uh, this, you know, having someone turn trips on you. So I'm super bummed at this point. You should be. But let's switch gears. I finally start running good. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so here's the story turns great for me, right? This was the pivotal moment for me. Okay. Um, I'm in, uh, I think the hijack. Um, everyone calls like the six or whatever. I have pocket sixes. Okay. Um, the button straddle makes it 50. Everyone folds. I have like 800 behind. I call. Okay, this is justifiable. The flop comes 10, 3, 5. 
two hearts. Not great. I check it. He checks it back. Better. Turn the six of hearts. Oh, wow. But now the flush is there. Yeah, but I mean, your head's up, right? Correct. So, I mean, to me, you're not... You're not. Cons- I, I'm not super concerned about something having a flush here, but I am very concerned about another heart coming on that river. Yeah. Um. So he bets pretty big. Okay. I call. The river is another heart. Yeah. Okay. But before you get to the river, so he bets pretty big on the turn, and you call. Yes. Did you, I mean? Did you think of raising here? I mean, once you get your aces cracked and you lose your royal flush, you're just trying to keep it together. Okay, solid. <laughs> that mean, is solid analysis right there. Okay. I mean, I definitely thought fair, about it. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> that That is as good as I'm going to get right there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was still currently wiping tears from my eyes. <laughs> so, uh, I only call. Okay. The river's a heart, but it's the ten of hearts. Oh, my God. What a dream. <laughs> Uh, I dong because I didn't want him to check. I like this. I bet he ships it. I like this even more. I snap call. He turns over the king of hearts. I tell him I have a boat. He says, you're good. I felt him. Oh, wow. Wow. Very weird to ship it. Well, I guess the way that, I guess the way that hands play that actually, it's, I don't know. That's kind of a weird ship by him with king of hearts, but I guess. Uh, but yeah, that's a, uh, damn, that's a hell of a nice turn and river right there. Cause when I, I, I paused you before you said heart, when you said heart, I was like, Oh God, this is going to be bad. Cause I wanted to see like what your thoughts were on the turn, but man, what a great river. So now I have like maybe 1200 in front of me. Okay. Still not up, but we're battling. Uh, <laughs> 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 but it's deep stack for sure. Um, now I get dealt pocket kings. Very nice. And, I mean, like I said, most people at the table have about 2K in front of them. Right? So, I'm in the straddle. What a great time to be in the straddle. No no kidding. Um. So... I wasn't in the straddle. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. I messed up. I was in the big blind. So I had to act first. Okay. So I bet out um, about 35. Like this. I finally, finally get three bet. Ooh. Because, like, I never get three bet in this game. And I was like, finally, I can make a big, like, I have a chance to, because I've had some, you know, the ace king that I could maybe four bet, but bricked out with and stuff like that, like I told you about. Right. But, so I finally get four bet, or three bet. Somebody flats the three bet. So I made it 35. Uh, He made it like a hundred, I think about a hundred. Another guy calls the hundred. I repop it to 350. He ships it all in. The other guy folds. I call. So now we're playing all in. Right? For, I guess it was just like a $2,400 pot, something like that. And this has got to be something where you're never folding here, but you're, you are concerned that you just ran kings into aces. 
for sure. And yeah, say I'm concerned, but I'm hoping for the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, he doesn't turn over his cards. You know, I'm only running it once. Flop, complete brick. Turn, complete brick. River, a king. Turn over my hand. He turns over aces. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Two outed aces on the river. <laughs> yeah. So there was a mini explosion over at that side of the table. And I scooped in a gigantic pot. Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, I was kind of. When you told me about this, I was like, well, I mean, is he. You could be pissed at your luck, but I mean, if it's kings versus aces, it's just the ultimate cooler. And I mean, it's going to run out how it runs out. I don't know why you're. I mean, like I like I say, I can definitely be understanding about like, well, this is just my luck and it just sucks ass or whatever. But him being like pissed at you, I mean, like I say, it's a cooler. I mean, you're not you're not folding kings there. I mean, you're not loving your situation, but you're not folding kings there. Yeah, absolutely. So that's where my luck had kind of turned around. Um, then I got aces again. I got two black aces. And the flop came queen high all diamonds. I mean, just got to bet it hard until you get told otherwise, right? How many people called you? <sighs> Three. 50 pre-flop. Yeah, I'm definitely bet. I'm I'm just not assuming somebody hits a flush until yeah I, I like I completely agree with your analysis. Believe I bet a hundred or hundred twenty five got one caller. Turn was a brick. I bet three fifty on the turn. He folds says he only had the ace of diamonds. It's a good bet on the turn because I think I might slow down on the turn once he calls. Yeah, but I mean you are getting value from a lot of ace like ace x of diamonds or whatever. So it's. Yeah, uh, that was well played by you. And then, so that was a pretty big session. I forgot to tell you about this, though. God, dude, this is so annoying. So before I switched tables, right? And I, uh, remember that, that hand that I hit the bigger boat on the river? Uh, yes, the PLO. With the... Yeah, so when I went all in, I tipped the dealer because I had like an extra one. Mm-hmm. So I tipped the dealer with that before the hand because I was like, I'll just make it an easy full five, right? Yeah, I've done the same thing. Uh, I, I win on the river, or I win the hand. I tip him another dollar. Right. And then everyone gets mad at me that I'm not tipping enough. I mean, here... Like, other players are like, oh, your new favorite customer. I was like, you guys act like I didn't tip... I said this to him. I said, you guys act like I didn't tip him before the hand, too. I tipped him twice in one hand. I don't know what, like... I mean, as long as you tip... I, I don't know. People need to mind their business. I mean, like, maybe I can see social pressure on somebody who's not tipping, period. But you're... I mean... If you're tipping, like, I don't even care if it's a dollar. And don't get me wrong, I'll probably do it, like, kind of like you, like, $2 or something, or $3 on, like, a big, big hand. But, I mean, as long as you tip, people can mind their business as far as I'm concerned. I, that's not, I don't know, like I say, if it's somebody who's not tipping, period, like, every hand, I can understand maybe applying a little bit of social pressure. But if you're tipping, that's fine. That's a, I I don't know I have no problem with that. I mean, yeah, I mean I was ready just to come unglued at that point because I'm the one who's super suck stuck. 
You know? Like, yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm over here doing awesome, right? Like, I'm yeah. down a bunch at this point. And people are like, well, you know. And then they're tipping, like, 10 and $15 a hand. I mean, which is their right to do. But, I mean, right. I'll tell you what, that's a great table to be at because that means they – do not they are not there for profit at all right but i mean i was kind of like i mean i don't know what to tell you guys but i mean i guess and don't get me wrong like you handle these situations way better than i do but i guess we can draw that up that that's one of those things that we have to deal with i mean you'd rather deal with that and be at a great table than deal with people like kind of minding their own business as they should and be at a crappy table right i mean kind of comes with the territory yeah, I mean, people were shocked that I tipped a dollar in a pot that I chopped. I'm like, we chopped the pot, and the other guy tipped like $7 or something in a chopped pot. I, I mean, I don't know what to tell them at that point. I mean, I, I, all I can say is, I want to be a dealer at this game. You probably do. I uh, mean, good God. I mean, if you're getting taught, like, tipped $7 plus your dollar in there, too, I mean, and people are tipping 10 15 a hand i mean you're going through 20 what 20 hands an hour at least they have the automatic card shufflers too we're oh flying God. through hands oh wow that's a that was a good uh good sell to too because i do the automatic sh uh, card shufflers that makes a big difference <laughs> but yeah everyone's getting mad at me like i'm the one not tipping i mean when i won that big hand i think i tipped like seven dollars or ten maybe but it just seemed like that was that type of game i guess Wow, it sounds like a great game to be at. I mean, people were tipping them 25, stuff like that. I mean, that is, yeah, I mean, good God. I mean, these, <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, everybody listening to this uh, podcast who's a dealer is now running through the door trying to get a job over there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was like, I don't know how much you guys, I mean... Should I just chop the pot with the dealer? I mean, I don't know. Like... <laughs> yeah, I, that's kind of crazy. I, I don't know. I mean, I like I, I've definitely been at tables where it's like they've tipped pretty big before, but I mean, that sounds like the biggest I've seen in a long time when it's like that much every pot for the most part. Yeah, I mean, that's basically how it was consistently. But had a pretty big win there. Almost double buy-in win. <laughs> or the double bullet buy-in win, I guess. Yeah, I remember you telling me, like, I kept hearing about these, like, you were texting me as you are playing there, and I kept hearing about these hands, and I was like, and then you told me, like, these the winning hand, and I was like, well, because you were like, well, I don't know if I should leave, because we were supposed to do something. And I was like, well, you, there's no way you're up. I mean, if you're still stuck, no matter if you win a big hand, if you've been playing, you know, three or four hours, and you're still stuck, you're, you're just fine. And then you're like, no, I'm up. I was like, holy crap. Because, I mean, the way it, like, read in the text messages, I was like, I don't know. I, Tyler might not be doing the poker podcast anymore. Because I was like, I'm not sure he could handle this. And then I was like, holy crap. So it was a hell of a swing. I mean, just a huge comeback on that one. Yeah, because I think before that come up with uh, the sixes and stuff. Oh, I mean, oh, sorry. There was one other all in. I had I was down to about a hundred and fifty dollars, like after all the money was rebought. Oh God! I got Ace Queen all in preflop versus Kings, River to flush. I mean, you had some bad variants in this one, but my God, you had some good variants <laughs> too. 
I mean, when you win, I mean, you can't complain too much about the variance when you win kings versus aces. You win the you win ace queen versus kings, and then someone's up with a got you dominated with trip with trip fives, and you turn the and you get a bigger boat. Yeah. So I mean. Definitely, uh, definitely nice to see. Because if anybody deserves some good variants, definitely you. <laughs> Happy to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we have well one more session for me, but it starts with you at prime, right? Uh, we have the Texas Card House one. Oh, right, right. You played there first. I didn't. Well, I wasn't involved, so I assumed it didn't happen. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> go ahead. So you're you're at Texas Card House for this one. I'm at home. <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, so I end up going. It's the night of the NCAA championship. I'm at home and I'm like, well, I want a a card room that I is probably pretty fun to watch a game at. I'll tell you what, I was in the ones that popped in my mind were that 101 in Katy and Texas Card House. So I go towards Texas Card House, Texas Card House, and it's I won't lie, a pretty fun environment there. So I'm pretty happy. Uh, and let me see. I end up with pocket eights. I end up pocket eights. A straddle. There's a straddle to six. Five call, and I'm like, well, nobody's raised. This has got to be the best hand right now. I make it forty five, and end up getting one call. The flop is seven seven six. I'm like, well, over pair. This is amazing for this. I bet seventy five and get called. The turn is a jack, and I'm a little concerned about what he could call with. So I check, and he checks. The river's a jack, and I just don't know what I'm getting value from at this point. So I check it, and he checks. Flips over 7-5 of clubs. Which, I mean, just throws me on so many levels. This Texas card house game is amazing. It's a... Because, I mean, here's the thing. is If you're going to call 45 with 7-5 of clubs and you flop trips, this guy could have got a lot more money out of me. I mean, not maybe not a ton. I'm definitely not just... I mean, I'm definitely am concerned about the trips. But to not ever put a bet on the turn or river here would just throw me for a loop. Uh... Oh, and before that, I forget, this was the second table. The, I end up at Texas Card House, I'm at this table, and everybody comes in. Everybody's drinking and having a great time. And I start talking and kind of BSing with them, and there's a lot of fun people. Uh, they come, the floor comes and gets me like 20 minutes later, probably about maybe 25 minutes after I sit down. And it's like, you got to move to a table. Everybody's talking about how they don't give a shit about money at the, my table. They're all drinking. They're like, we're here to have a good time. And I'm like, you got to be fucking with me. I look at the table we are. they want me to move to. Three people have headphones on. Nobody's talking. Everybody looks like they're straight grinding. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this must move shit has got to go. I mean, you cannot... You put players on good table over and over again, and then just send them to the worst possible table. Yeah, because you know the guy who left wasn't having a good time when, or else he'd still be there. <laughs> yeah. 
So, I mean, I like the way, like, Paramount does it, where they give you the option to move to where you can get to the main game, but they don't force you. I am not loving the way, I mean, I know you've complained about it. I tell you what, I was pretty pissed when they were doing it to me. I mean, it's just giving me all sorts of grief. Well, and I mean, and here's the other thing is, okay, you want to go play poker with friends or whatever. You, I mean, you can't ever play at the same table because they have these strict rules on who plays where. Yeah, that was horrible. We were trying to play at the same table, and they just, I mean, we were trying to get Jeff into it, but we literally can't. He can't play cash because he wants to play with us, or at least one of us. Yeah. And you can't guarantee that. I mean, you can guarantee him moving around a lot. I was, I mean, I don't know. It, this, I don't understand. Like, I've never been to any other poker room ever that just randomly, like, without any any some without any reasoning whatsoever, like, forces you to move to a, a different table and denies you going to another table. Yeah, because it's so weird. Because it, it almost like there's almost no, I, I'm sure there is some sort of reasoning for who they pick and why, but it doesn't seem like it. I mean... I will say I can go on the other end of this and go like legends, like where people just are randomly like you see people just randomly like they'll just go to the table that they want to go to, and you know they'll just pick their chips up and go over there because you know it's a better table and all that, and they're just constantly seat changing to get better tables. I can understand you're trying to limit that, and I understand that there is a small upside there, but their crazy strictness about it and about not having, I like to say, I mean, I was there when they started the table. So, I mean, why they would randomly pick me to go to that table, it seems like you need some sort of justification, especially when you're obviously moving somebody from a really good table to what is obviously a really crappy table. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I don't even know, man. I mean, it is so frustrating. I mean, again, like, I've played poker for 20 years. This is the only place I've ever dealt with it. I mean, I understand, like, when you're trying to keep the main game going or something like that. That's what I was going to say. And if that the quote-unquote main game starts breaking, well, why can't the game where everyone's drunk partying become the main game? Yeah, I don't... I just think forcing anybody to move to the a different table is just ridiculous. I don't... I don't like I say, I've never, I've never seen it in a casino. I've never had it done there. I, I don't have. It's not done in any of the other rooms that I've been. I mean, I think you should give people the option. If there's a main game and it's got a ton of money on there, I do like, you know, being like, well, you have the option to go, but forcing it's dumb to me. That did happen at the Bellagio, though. Did it happen at the Bellagio? Yeah, but it was agreed upon that. Well, I mean, the four constantly came over and said. You know, just so you guys know, this is a must-move game. So when the time comes, it's going to be, I think, under the gun. It's going to have to move whenever a table opens up, a seat opens up over there. I guess. At least they, like, said what, like, that it was going to be under the gun. I would have liked to give it any justification, like, why I was getting moved. Because I was, I, that's, the other times, it was, like, from a kind of a crowd. It wasn't, it was from an okay table to an okay table. So it didn't bother me as much. I mean, it bothered me because you were over, you were over there, and I was like, "Well, kind of sit over there if there's an open seat." It was like, "Well, we'll get you over there," and we never 
they never even no, they never put any do. effort whatsoever into it. And I mean, how do you think I felt? I went from playing a 510 game to being moved to a 510-20 game. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a... I mean, granted, ran like, ran phenomenally and had a great time, but... Well, <laughs> that's what that worked out. I mean, when you're going to run good, you want to move to the game. That's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So I'll, I will say so at this table, but I do get to this table and realize that it's not as bad. It's not as good as the table I came from, but not as bad as it looked. I will say that I did. So I, at least I did have that. Uh, I end up with pocket eights again. It limps around. I make it thirty. I heard about some guy putting on a horrid bad beat on somebody with pocket eights. I hope it's you. No, I mean nothing that's gonna make the rumors or whatever <laughs> i mean uh, i mean i don't know how much you think i'm buying in for but uh but uh there's three collars uh it's a five six seven rainbow flop i have over pair with open-ended i lead for 75 and there is one call and then another person jams for my remaining 175 I kind of tank here a little bit because I'm like, well, this is so often two pair or something like that. Uh, but for the pot odds I'm getting, uh, and I'm open-ended with an over pair, I'm like, I think I, with the pot odds, I was almost good just with open-ended. And I mean, every now and then I'm going to be ahead. Uh, I call and the other player folds. The We run it twice. Oh my God, it might be you. It's, mm, no. Uh, oh. Run it twice. Uh, the top board goes 4-5, and the bottom is 9-jack, which I'm pretty thrilled here, because I'm like, I've hit the straight on both boards. He flops, he he turns over 4-4 four, four for an under pair with open-ended. He hit, tr he got a set on the, on the turn and then rivered a boat. On the top, so we ended up chopping it, which is oh, it sounds so similar because some guy told me he went all in with some guy with eights who was open ended and uh, hit a straight on both boards and scooped to his like aces. Yeah, mm, that's a. I thought it was going to be you. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, trust me, I felt like it was me at the moment. I was like, that dude was running so slim on outs, and I mean he's. I mean, I'm holding two of the eights that make it straight. I mean, so it's a, uh, and then a four gives me a straight, even if he hits a set. So uh, I start out not running really good here, but I feel like I am playing fairly decently. Uh, we do a PLO double board bomb pot. I have queen, deuce, three, five. <laughs> not a great hand. <laughs> okay, so you folded. <laughs> Uh, top board, I pair three. Not great. Bottom is ace three four, giving me the nut straight. Okay. Player leads for 55. There's a call, another call. I'm like, well, I got the nuts here. I'm going to put everybody to the test, and I jam it in. Uh, one player calls my jam. And I'm like, well, this is probably going to be a chop. I mean, there's no no way he can be on my board or whatever. And I've got a pair of threes. The top board hits a th another three. Wait, wait, how, me many, how many people called? Just one. Okay, heads up. 
So the top board hits a three, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, maybe I can take this. And then the river's a queen, giving me the full boat on the top board, along with what was ended up being the second nut straight on the bottom board. And he's like, yeah, you scoop. I was like, oh, thank you, God. So that had me back to battling pretty well. I was pretty happy with the way I played that. Isn't it weird how every PLO hand ends up with someone thanking someone? Like, thanking God or whoever. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because, yeah, it seems like you need a lot of... You need all the help you can get. <laughs> it's weird to talk about minor edges, and then anytime you want to hand, it's like, oh, thank Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> There's no atheist in foxholes, and PLO is about the biggest foxhole I can think of. <laughs> it's a uh, straddle, uh, pocket aces. Uh, I end up with pocket aces. I, the straddle is to six, four ways. I make it 35. Just everybody calls, which is exactly what you want to see with pocket aces. Gets better. Flop is four, five, six. <laughs> okay, so you're basically done here, right? Pretty much. The flop, uh, the, the it checks to me on the button. I just check it. I'm like, well, there's just too much that everybody can have. The turn is a queen. Uh, it checks all the way to the player to my right. He bets 75. I make the call. Thinking he could have, like, a queen that he just turned. And then another player calls. The river's a three. The, uh, the player to my right bets 175. And, he, uh, and I just instantly fold. Uh, and the other player did end up calling, and he flopped the nut straight with 7-8. That's about right. So, But I was happy to, like, at least I didn't get stupid. I mean, like, it sounds stupid, but it's easy to get hung up with aces. I mean, yeah. So I was really glad to be able to let that go on. I mean, I felt like a turn, a call on the turn was justified, and then the river fold was a good move. So I was pretty happy with how I played that, I guess. On a straddle of six, where I really could have done better, is making it bigger pre-flop. Especially at this table, where it seems like they're calling Well, everything. how much, so, okay, so where were you uh, with the uh, straddle? It was a straddle, and a lot of people called. I made it 35. So I'll normally make it 30 with no callers, with a $6 straddle. Uh, see, there's a lot of, there's a lot, quite a few people had called the $6 straddle, so I probably should be making it maybe 45 I was going to say either 50 to 60 Probably would have been better. I mean, this guy, there's a good chance, he was 7-8 offsuit, and there's a good chance he's just calling, period. Oh, I mean, so, yeah. But, I mean, definitely would have been, definitely seems like that might have been the better move. I'm just saying just on principle, that's normally what I do when those straddle pots. I can get behind that very easily. Uh, oh, man, this is a hand. I do not love the way I played this one. Another blunder. God, okay, this is my blunder. Uh, I pre-flop raise 15 with queen nine of spades. I get four callers. Flop is 10 jack king flopping me the straight. Perfect. Yeah. I check. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Wait. So, I don't know what was I don't know what I was was going on in my head. <laughs> I mean, I was like, well, you... someone's going to bet and I can check race, which even that is not great because then I mean, it looks very obvious what I have. You know that scene where Homer has a little monkey hitting the little thing together? Yeah. And his head that had to be what was going on. <laughs> 
I mean, this is just, just horrible. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. You got to start over. <laughs> so, where are you? Are you early position or late I think position? I'm early position. And you raise pre-flop. I raise pre-flop. And you flop the straight. And I flop a straight. And I decide that's not good enough. I need to check. <laughs> Alright, continue. Yeah, this is, this is all kinds of bad. I mean, didn't even debate the down bet? Or, I mean... I mean, I'm not sure what I was thinking at this point. Uh, the It checks around. Not great. No, I mean, if you're checking here, you're definitely hoping to check raise. Let me guess. The board pairs. <laughs> you are so correct. Yeah. All right. Uh, it turns a 10. I'm like, well, I got I to try. I mean, I'm, I still got the straight. I'll make it 50. I get one call. Uh, it rivers the 8. I'm like, well, I can get probably value from a lot of either king or a 10. That's uh, trip tens. I bet one hundred. He calls and he shows a ten, and I'm good. So it actually ended up working out well, but I mean, not because of skill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if this dude has king or jack ten, and I get, th- I mean, I just this, I got what I deserve here. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was going to go completely different, but I yeah, mean, happy to hear you win at least. Yeah, I did win. It just was not a. Uh, not very well played. I mean, I would just, I mean, I would just never think you check that flop ever. You never should. <laughs> I mean, again, I do not know what was going on with me there. I mean, because even like you can say like the check raise. Well, well, now you've made it very hard to get value from you know other random hands. Like even King Jack has to be scared of Ace Queen. I raised pre flop in early position. I mean. I, there's, I literally have not one ounce of justification. It's uh, funny. I know you love to see bet. You see bet almost every board, it seems like, except when you flop the second nuts. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> control yourself. It's not the nuts. <laughs> I mean, ace-queen is out there, even if I have it blocked. Uh, okay, the last hand of this session, I pre-flop raise 15. Very light here with jack-10 off. Uh, two call. Okay. Uh, well, was this the one with the floor debacle or something happened? Oh, you no. never. So you didn't tell me what happened, but I was saying like we were coming to the end of the session. No, let me uh, let me go over this. I'm gonna tell you about our, uh, and I'll I'll go over that. So, I preflop raise fifteen. I have jack ten off. Two call. The flop is ten four five. Pretty happy with this. I bet twenty five. There's one call. The turn is an eight, which I'm kind of concerned because one is my kicker is not great with the ten, and six seven gets there making the eight makes the open ended straight. I check and he checks it. The river's a king. Still not loving this, uh, so I go ahead and check, and then he bets seventy five. I kind of feel like I might have underwrit my hand a little bit. I tank, and I almost fold several times because, like I say, he did get there with the straight. There is now, I mean, a king doesn't make a ton of sense, but, I mean, people hit things that don't make sense all the goddamn time. Uh, So I end up calling, and he ends up showing an ace-high bluff. Oh, that's nice. So that was a really uh, good one. So 
in this session, there was this guy who obviously did not know how to play and was very lost on uh, just pretty much everything. So he ends up, he's constantly asking questions in the middle of the hand. Nobody's making a fuss about it or anything like that. But he makes a bet on the river and ends up getting called. A very a pretty sizable bet at that point. It's a, it's a pretty big hand. So he says, once he gets called, he's like, yeah, I have a full house. I win. And he puts his cards face down towards the dealer. Well, another guy next to him gets his cards and moves them back to him. And he opens them up. The other guy on the table is like, what's going on? I mean, and all that. I mean, he obviously, and I mean, the dealer, to his credit, just instantly calls the floor once the guy says something and all that. Because, I mean, uh, the floor comes and goes through and all that. Here's my question. What do you think the ruling is? Or what do you think the ruling should be here? I'm thinking that the cards are still going to be live. You can retrieve cards out of, I mean, if they're, what is, what is the word that I'm looking for? Like if it's, if they're retrievable or whatever, they're still live. Right. So, I mean, I don't know if that guy who pulled the cards towards that guy, what should happen there, but I do think the cards will be live. I think the cards will be opened up. I think that new guy is going to win. I. Uh... See, I actually what the, they ruled it like I got that player cannot help him with his hand, and they and they, and they killed his hand, and the other player won, which I actually this and I brought this hand up because we had a discussion about another ruling that's very similar that went the other way. It's a uh, which I agree here. I think because the guy did. Put his cards face down and muck them towards the dealer. Oh, and I should have mentioned this. This is the second time that this has happened, apparently. So they ended up uh, mucking his, which I actually do agree with. I mean, because they can be retrieved, but the problem being is this guy. I mean, this guy obviously doesn't retrieve them if another player doesn't bring them back to him. It's. I, I don't know. I mean, it's very convoluted. This is a very tough ruling. I I could see it being ruled both ways. So, how far in the muck were they? That's part of the question. Uh, were they still just right in front of them, just face down toward the dealer? Go, like, midway. They weren't, like, right on the edge of the cards, but they had been pushed out a good ways, too. I mean, but they weren't touching the muck? They weren't touching the muck, no. Were they thrown toward the muck, or were they thrown toward the dealer in front of him? Like, if well, I was going to table my cards, right? I mean, he was in the two seat, so it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same yeah. direction. I mean, but here's the thing is, is, if the player doesn't retrieve his hand for him, they get mucked, right? Do they, though? 
like I understand that if the dealer scoops them, they do, but the dealer didn't scoop them. Obviously, the, the, the dealer did not scoop them yet. So they're still live to be turned over. Yeah. I mean, then did he turn them over and show the boat? Uh, he did once. Once the player does, he does turn them over and show the boat. I mean, I don't know, man. I think if I'm that guy in the hand of them, I at least give them half the money back or the, all the money. I mean, that's. I mean, I I agree with that. From that player perspective, I can say that that's probably a, especially with it being a new player. Well, that's what I was gonna say. If it's me who does that, you should take the pot. Yeah, don't uh, yeah. give me my money back. If it's you who does it, you don't get your money back. Well, okay, yeah, because I have been on the other end of this, but I've been on the other end of this with players who I've seen do it time and time again, and who have been playing for years, and I see them do, and I'm like, if you make that mistake, then it just is what it is. It's a, uh, I mean, from that player perspective, I can see that would be a really good gesture. Uh, I don't know. This is a this is such a tough ruling because I mean, like, if you rule against that guy i mean how how in the world does the guy on the other end you know how how does he take it that you know that this guy mucks his cards and this guy obviously just brings them back to him i mean that's collusion and i mean that would be the collusion on the grandest of scale right i mean i don't know if it's collusion per se right i mean if you muck your cards you're not really cheating you're not really helping yourself right well, I mean, but the other guy is helping you. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like cheating. It seems like you just turned your cards over. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. I don't know. This was a. That, I thought this was such a tough ruling here. Uh, what did you think was going to happen? I don't remember what. I think. I think I thought he was the the player was going to win who had the full house the new player. I think I thought it was going to go that way. Once I made the ruling, I could make sense of it but i bring this up because there was another hand that was discussed at paramount that i just couldn't that was similar but i couldn't believe the ruling and now this is i was we were not there for it It was told to us but it was verified by multiple people yeah apparently it happened the day before yeah i mean there were multiple people that verified exactly and one of the guys was in the hand uh so apparently it was a plo hand and the guy is they get down to the river it's a it's a call it's a it's a call call and the guy's like oh god he's like bringing his hand like he hasn't tabled his hand but it's face up and He's sitting there like, ah, oh, I kind of missed and all that. And So how I would describe it is if your cards, if you were fanning your face with your cards, right? Yeah. It would be like you just turn them toward the tops of the cards or touching the table, but they're still in your hand. So everyone can still see your cards. That's probably the best way to describe it. I like that description. Right. Yeah. And he was, uh, and he's going on and like somebody's like, uh, you have a straight or a flush or something like that. He has a winning hand. Well, he ta- and then he tables his hand. That wasn't even in the game. Yeah, that was not in the game. Uh, and they ruled that that hand was dead because a player helped him with it. But can you, like, up until the last second, like, to me, it's a very different than the other one. Because on the other one, the player, 
physically mucks his hand. And someone helps him with it. This one, I mean, until... I mean, how many times have we been about to muck our hand and at the last second turned it over? Tons of times. I've I mean, literally had it face down going toward the dealer. I mean... And then reached and said, oh, this is going to be a horrid slow roll. Sorry, I have a flush. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, the same thing has happened to me. I mean, PLO, bomb pots, and stuff like that, everything gets convoluted, is you have the ability... They mucked his hand and gave the other player the win. and Which I could not believe that... I mean, which a player's helping, it shouldn't be doing... But, I mean, that being said, that player had not mucked his hand yet. I don't know how you could ever muck somebody's hand on something like that. that I mean, I, that I cannot believe that ruling. Well, here's the other thing, right? Is even if that guy doesn't say anything, he more than likely puts his cards face up on the table, right? It's definitely a possibility. I mean, it, even if he didn't say anything, he definitely could have just dropped them. And once they're tabled... It's it's on the dealer to read it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought that was... I could not believe that because I, I don't know how you handle that situation, but it's not on the player. It was on somebody else. To me, you can't punish the player because he... You, nobody knows. I mean, nobody knows that he was going to just, you know, take his cards and throw them face down in the mutt. Like you said, he could have just... You gotta just set him down, face up, or whatever. Not even, not even thinking he's gonna win. But you don't have to think you're gonna win. That that tabled hand still plays. I thought it was funny on uh, two so similar scenarios. How I would be very have very different opinions. So you know, I thought, thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I guess we'll just skim over the last few sessions because this one's kind of dragging out. Yeah, it's a. Uh, so I mean, they were very uneventful sessions for us. So very uneventful. So last Thursday, me and you are gonna go play poker. I go to Prime before you can get free, and can't get anything to go my way. I think I get I get killed, but I end up battling back, and I'm down like a hundred fifteen dollars when I leave. Nothing to write home about. I, I think I got it all in with kings, doubled up to kind of get me even close back to even. Uh, and then way I meet you at Paramount. Pretty late in the night. Yeah, it's like probably about midnight, and the table is breaking up as we get there. I mean, we show up and a giant hand is happening. That was that was great. Uh, and we end up playing very shorthanded for most of the night, in which I get a couple good bluffs through. I mean, safe to say you kind of ran like shit that night. I mean, I got all the money in with. At that point, it was the nuts, and he was drawing to four outs on my board on a double board bomb pack. If he had the nuts on the other board, for sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he hit the four-outer on the river on my board, so it led to a horrible night for me. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that hand, there was a lot of pillow hands that, I mean, the edges are just so close, so small, any given hand versus each other. Like, I would have top pair versus, or top two versus bottom two. And lose, so, I mean, it was just, it was tough. I mean, lost quite a bit, but it was the same story of just getting it in. Good, but not amazing, with redraws to, you know, but just losing, just not falling my way. Yeah, that's a, I mean, which is, I mean, like I say, when there's a lot of PLO, there's a lot more variance, so, I mean, it kind of just, what's going to happen, kind of like that. So, I guess we'll wrap this up. It's a, 
I actually will say is it was kind of a, a decent week. I've not been. It's not the cards have not been going my way for a little bit, so it was nice to. I, I end up down one fifteen at Prime, end up two up two hundred and ninety dollars at Paramount, and up three hundred and five dollars at Texas Card House. So that was kind of nice to actually have some pretty uh good session. Uh, have like a pretty good decent winning week. I mean nothing to write home about, but when you're on a down when you're on a little a minor downswing every I mean it's a nice to have a win. Uh, not a winning session, but a winning week for a week. I mean, I've been getting killed with this move. So, I mean, I've just not been able to put in the hours I really need to. But put it this way. This month currently, out of my two sessions, my hourly is 80 cents. 80 cents? <laughs> I've won $8 this month. Hey, that's, that's up. <laughs> that's up. <laughs> yeah, so I have uh, only played 10 hours of this uh, this month so far. Pretty early in the month, though. I mean. Yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> so I mean, we'll definitely be uh, we'll definitely be battling. So I, it's, uh, I don't know. We'll have to see what what our, where we play. Like I know I'm I'll be working Thursday and Friday. I might play a little bit at one hundred and one. We'll kind of have to see what what happens. I will definitely be playing. But on that note, this concludes this episode of the Texas Poker Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time and we'll see you next week.